at my age, I could climb, but I'm going. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, choir, band, and all the guys and ladies who participated. That's such a blessing. Good to have you with us this morning. And the uh, title of my message this morning is called The Law of Harvest. Now, that sounds like a boring, boring sermon. I understand that. But if you can get the truth here, it'll really help you in your life. Because today you're living because of the past decisions you've made in the past. And so if you want a different future, you need to start changing some decisions. Amen? And so I hope that would be a blessing. Uh, my text is Galatians chapter 6, if you want to turn there. Galatians chapter 6. And I just made a little outline right before I get into the message. And uh, I wrote these things down beside each verse. And this is what Paul says he wants us to become. And Paul's our apostle, of course. And he says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, he wants us to be mature, to be mature. Brethren, if a man be overtaken and fought, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest I also be tempted. Paul says, I want you to be spiritual. I want you to be mature. The world, the flesh, the devil, it attacks believers. And as a result of all of these attacks, at times we stumble. At times we falter. We're not perfect. And uh, God says, what we want to do is there's a, that there will be enough believers that have some maturity about themselves what, that will stick out their hand and help pick us back up. Amen? So first of all, he says, be mature. Verse 2, he says, be caring, be caring. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? It's love. That's what the law of Christ is. And the Bible says when you got saved, he shed abroad in your hearts the love of God, the love of God, the love of Christ. And so it's there. We know we pass from death and life because we... Love the brethren. Amen? So hey, I want you to be mature, be caring, and then be humble. Verse 3. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Like a lot of politicians right there. Amen? For the Christians, we're not supposed to have that pride, that superiority feeling. If you have that, God resisteth the proud but he gives grace to the humble. Apostle Paul stood up one day and he said, I am what I am by the grace of God. That's humility. And then the fourth thing he wants us to be is yourself. Verse 4, But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. Be yourself. Our goal as a believer should be I want to be God's kind of person. And when I'm trying to be God's kind of person, I'm pleasing God. And if I'm pleasing God, regardless of what's going on around me, I can be satisfied. I can be fulfilled. I can be happy because I'm pleasing Him. Amen? And then also, the fifth thing is, be accountable in verse 5. For every man shall bear his own burden. We are to be accountable to ourselves, of course, first of all, 
accountable in the way that we live. And the reason for that, at the end of it all, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account of ourselves. I don't give account for anybody else except me. And you don't give an account for anybody else except yourself. So he says, I want you to be accountable. Then he says, be generous. Verse 6, let him that is taught in the word communicate, share unto him that teacheth in all good things to be generous. God doesn't want us to be tightwads. He doesn't want us to be stingy. He wants us to be giving, sharing believers to help others. Number seven, be understanding. In verse seven, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Be understanding of that. Understand that there are consequences to our actions. There are consequences to our behavior. If it's good, we'll be blessed. If it's bad, hold on. <laughs> Amen. And then lastly, in verse 8, be spiritual. Be spiritual. For he that soweth to his, uh, to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. To be spiritual means to be in tune with being controlled by the Word of God through the Spirit of God. So he wants us to be mature, caring, humble, yourself, accountable, generous, understanding, and spiritual. Those are some pretty good laws. And if you can become those things, you'll have a good harvest in your life. You know, the law of harvest, uh, it's through all dispensations. Job 40, or verse 4, verse 8 says this, Even as I have seen... <coughs> They that plow iniquity or sin and sow wickedness, what do they do? That's the law of harvest right there. They reap the same thing. You see, God created our world with absolutes. Gravity, second law of thermodynamics, oxygen, on and on it goes. There are certain laws that are just absolute. And because of that, we can be absolutely certain his spiritual truths in his word are absolute. The fact is, what you plant in your decisions and behavior will have a harvest. That is an absolute truth. Here's the absolute truth. What we sow in our mind, in our behavior, in our living, in our decisions determines many of the consequences that we have in our lives. And usually the problem is we do this to ourselves. A lot of our problems are self-induced because they're the result of us making terrible decisions. Amen? I just have to have that car. I just have to have that new home. I just, I just... <laughs> and... You know, well, you know, we can charge all the cards up and then file bankruptcy. You know what I mean? A lot of people have that mentality, don't they? I was talking with a fellow one time. He said, I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, I owe all this money. I guess I'm going to have to file bankruptcy. 
He said, I've even my charge cards up. I, I said, I said, well, I want to see how I can help him. I said, well, how much do you owe on your credit cards? He said, $75,000. I said, lots of luck on that one. (laughs) It's unbelievable. You see, God gives us a choice. We can sow in two different directions. And depending on which direction we choose will determine the outcome, the results of that decision. First of all, Galatians 6, 7 says this. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. God won't be mocked. When we turn our backs on all that God has done for us, when we turn from him concerning what he wants us to do with our lives, to know what God wants, and yet we say, I will not do what God wants. I'm going to do what I want to do. And when you do that as a believer, you're mocking God. And God won't allow that to go unnoticed. He sees it. And there is their irrevocable law the law of harvest. First, or, uh, Galatians 6, 8 again, the first part of that verse, just the first part, says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Now the flesh there that it's talking about is not your skin or not the meat, but it is a fleshly sin principle that is inside each person. And it's when a person says, I know what God wants me to do, but I'm going to pursue what I want. I'm going to do what my flesh desires. I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to do my own wishes. And God says, that's okay if you decide to do that, but I just promise you that there will come a time and no one, you know, escapes it. There are no exceptions There will come a time you will receive the destruction, the decay of that decision to follow that fleshly thing. God promises us that. Now, it might be in our character, our relationships, our conscience, our perspective, our family, our finances, hardships, broken dreams, but there will be consequences. There will be a harvest for the decision that I have made to sow to the flesh. But in verse 8 again, the last part of that verse is the other direction. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. If we sow, live, and do what God wants us to do, what God desires from us, We believe it through the word of God and the spirit of God. God says there will be life springing up in you. And not only now, but your future. You see, many of our decisions that we make determine something that could be eternal. Eternal rewards. Amen? Your decisions, how you live right now, will determine all of those things right then. So there's a difference 
between sowing to the flesh and sowing to the spirit. Now, just to give you an idea of sowing to the flesh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. Now the works of the what? The flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do practice, it's part of their life, such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now let me just say to you, there is fleshly destruction. There's consequences when I decide to do some of those things right there. I'll have a low, ungodly, selfish, hypocritical, flesh-controlled life. And there is a harvest when I live that way. But also on the other side, Galatians 5, and 23 then, right after that, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. The person that sows to the Spirit, they will have a quality of life, not only now but also for their future. And regardless of the circumstances, if they sow to the spirits in time, they will receive a God-blessed harvest, a blessing from Almighty God. So God says this morning, do you want to be happy? You want to be blessed? You want to be fulfilled? You want to be stable? He says to us today, trust me then. Trust my ways. Pursue me, pursue my word, pursue my will. Don't you know I'm wiser and smarter than you are? Some people haven't realized that yet. The consequences of you doing that, you will be blessed by me. You will have my approval upon your life, and that means everything for you. Now, God knows what we need. And the best way to get there, we're to sow to the Spirit. But the longer we hold on to sowing to the flesh, we will stay in its control of our life. And the more bad consequences we'll experience and even pain in our life. Now, there are some people including me, we can dig some pretty deep holes in our life because we've sowed to the flesh. We try to work out of that hole on our own. And that just shows we're still controlled by the flesh, <laughs> trying to do it on our own. Somebody says, what I'm going to do, I'm going I'm to know you're not. You can't do it unless you have Christ through you and the Spirit of God, the Word of God working in your life. Or somebody will cry out to God and they want to be miraculously sprung out of that hole. They pray on Sunday and they want delivered by Monday. Huh? Isn't that true? God help us to learn something here. 
Accept the consequences of your decisions. Then ask God to teach you through them. Thank him for allowing them to bring this to your attention. Now here's what's needed. I've been sown to the flesh. I'm reaping what I've sowed. I've been going through the ringer. It's been bad, awful, unbearable. Here's what we have to do. You're to day by day, week by week, month by month, develop a habit of sowing to the Spirit. And God says, here's his promise to you if you begin to do that in your life. He says, in time, in time, Galatians 6, 9 then, he says this, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. We will have our harvest of blessings from Almighty God if we do what's right. Amen? You'll be able to sow out of most of those hoes and their consequences to good, godly, blessed circumstances. But it won't happen overnight. Overnight, It's not instantaneously. Remember this, though, as I'm trying to dig out of this hole through what God tells me to do, God is loving, he's gracious, he's full of mercy to give you this new opportunity. And he will help you, and he will be there for you. So this morning, maybe you've dug a pretty good hole. And you're reaping. Take to heart. Be encouraged. There are a lot of people here. They've dug some horrendous holes. (laughs) Amen. Including myself. They've dug themselves that. Situations that are unimaginable. But today, they're living a new life. A new quality of life they are being blessed in their life in their marriage in their home and in life now it hasn't been overnight but they have faithfully repeatedly applied this truth of sowing to the spirit so my question to you this morning what hole have you dug What hole have you dug because you've sown to the flesh? Let's begin today then to get out of it. What if you'd come to a decision in your mind, God, you're smarter, wiser than I am. You deserve to rule my life your way. All I've done is made a mess out of it. (laughs) But from now on, it's your way. And when you come to a heartfelt decision like that and you mean it, let me just say, not today, not this moment, not immediately, but there has to be a starting place. There has to be a beginning where you come to that point in your life. So the ball is in your court. What are you going to do? 
Are you going to just continue sowing to the flesh and reap its consequences continually? Or are you going to sow to the Spirit and begin to experience the blessing of God in your life? Somebody would say, well, what is sowing to the Spirit? <laughs> well, let me just give you some things. And I close with these things. Means to pray each day. Means I take time out. I say, God, here I am. <laughs> and you talk to him. You fellowship with him. To pray each day. To read and study the word of God each day. Each day. You open up the word. You allow the spirit who wrote the word to penetrate that in your mind and your heart. You're sowing to the spirit through the word then. To be faithful to God's house each week. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. There's something about us coming together and the word being taught and all of us agreeing with God's word. It pumps you up. Amen? Here's another way. To fellowship or hang with godly people as much as possible with them that call on God out of a pure heart. Until I made my break with my old buddies, I was up and down, up and down. It wasn't until I made that break could I begin to see some victory in my life. Hang around the Christians. They might be goofy. You might think they're geeks. That's okay. They love God. That's good enough. Amen? Use your gift that God's given you to become involved some way. God gave each one of us a gift. We can do something, whether it's cleaning the toilets or passing out the bulletins or serving in the kitchen, whatever it might be. Greeters, do something. And then give sacrificially for the furtherance of the gospel of grace. You said, I knew you were going to talk about money somewhere along the line. That's okay. You see, because we've learned something. The greatest battle that we face is our finances. And it's a tug of war. Does it belong to God or does it belong to me? Hello. And so it is a spiritual thing. Not only does it help the church, of course, but it helps your own heart. And then live clean and godly lives for Christ. Stop following the fads and having to be like the world and what the devil's dictating to you. Be yourself in God. Then start making decisions that will please God. You say, well, how do I know what pleases God? Once again, you read the word of God and then you apply that, you obey that, and that pleases God. You'll never find the will of God outside of the word of God. And then give testimony of your faith. That it's real, it's genuine. Not just here at church, then you go home, you cuss and cuss and cuss. No, you try to live it at home too. Then become sensitive to the things of God so you can hear him speak to you through his word. It jumps out like braille when he speaks to you in a sense. The word of God does. And then when you sin, admit it immediately. Put it behind you. Thank him that you know it's forgiven because he forgave all your sins. 
when you were saved, past, present, future. Thank him for that and then go on and try to put in your life so you don't repeat that sin. And then love others as Christ loves you. You see, this Christian thing is not self-centered. It's not always about me. Hello? It's not about you. It's about us together in one body called the body of Christ. Now, these things I just mentioned, if you sow those seeds of those things, what do you think you're going to reap in your life? Huh? What do you think your harvest would be if you begin to put some of those things right there in your life? I promise you, it'll go beyond what you ever dreamt of. I know that as a lost person and as a saved person at the beginning because I didn't know how to do this or that, dug some holes. The only way I could get out of them was to go all the way with him. Not just church on Sunday and make me feel good. Well, I'm a little religious. But the thing's real in my life. That's where I want to be. And as I begin to put these things in my life more consistently, as a habit, I begin to notice that I begin to put off a lot of the old man's ways. And I begin to put on godly, more godly ways. I still have a long way to go. Even at my age, I fight so many battles. The greatest enemy I have is myself. I can dig holes good. Uh, I'm a trench digger. Yeah. <laughs> but thank God for grace. And as I just, you have to go back to these basic things and put them and sow it to you in your life. Because let me just say, your life matters. Not only now, but one day forever. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from sin, iniquity. Now get this. But in the great house, or the body of Christ, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. And when I stand before God, and it's going to be soon, when I stand before him, I want to be a vessel of honor because that determines my whole eternity. In eternity, I want to be able to tell Carol what to do. Amen. I want to be boss for once. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. God help me when I get home. But this, this thing is real. I want to, the only way I can do it is turn away from sin. And the reason I'm sinning is I'm sowing to the flesh. I have stopped sowing to the flesh. 
And I have to start making some spiritual decisions here of putting some of these things here in my life so that I can sow to the Spirit. And when I sow to the Spirit, my circumstances, the blessings in my life, I can't explain it. Carol and I, when we first got married, they gave us about three months. That's the truth. Because of me, not her. And as I look back, I never made very much money. I was a concrete finisher. And I think of that. And since I got saved, and since I've tried to put things out of my life and put things of God in my life the best way we can, and as we do the thing, as I look back, God has provided way beyond what I have ever made in my life. I've been around the world. I've been to foreign countries. I've been places it never would have happened if I hadn't become a Christian and try to at least live for God. What I'm saying is, when you sow to the Spirit, there's no limit. I'm not prosperity gospel when you hear. <laughs> but there's no limit what God can work out in your behavior than in your circumstances of your life. It's not always going to be easy, but I've always known one thing. God's made promises to me, and he's been faithful, and he'll be faithful to you. It's time to stop living on the low side and start living on the high side. Amen? Father, we love you this morning. Thank you that as we're faithful to you, just because we love you for what you've done for us, that's enough to motivate us. But as we live for you, you bless us. You provide certain circumstances in our life. Even though they're difficult, you're there with us to help work through them. But you're there. It's when we sow to our flesh we get in trouble. So God, I just pray this message would penetrate some people's hearts this morning. May we just be faithful to you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? We hope you received a blessing from today's broadcast. We would love to have you visit with us in person. For more information, please visit our website at gpnd.net or contact us by phone at 317-535-3512. You can watch us live and view past services on our website, Facebook, or YouTube channel. Until next broadcast, may God richly bless you as our prayer.